0: Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and balloon fan. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. And each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365 that today in 2018 large protests broke out in london england when former president donald trump traveled to meet queen elizabeth at windsor castle As part of the hubbub, protesters floated a blimp of Trump as a giant baby across the city. Designed by Matt Bonner, the 20-foot-tall balloon version of Trump wore a diaper and clutched a smartphone, a nod to his incessant and inappropriate Twitter use. The Museum of London acquired the balloon as a historical artifact representing the British tradition of satire, but first, the blimp traveled the world. It appeared at protests in France, Argentina, Ireland, and Denmark while Trump was visiting their countries. The whole ordeal encapsulated how people in other countries reacted to Trump's presidency. One of the organizers behind the protest, Max Wakefield, said that: quote, the only way that you can make any impact with Donald Trump is to mock him, because you can't engage him in any kind of argument. It never gets anywhere. The organizers also cited Trump's foreign policy moves as particularly disturbing, inspiring the blimp. From the get-go, in his inaugural address, Trump emphasized his America first policy. This might sound okay in theory—wouldn't a president want to put the people of his country first? But this rhetoric is a thinly-veiled disguise for more sinister beliefs. Just seven days into his presidency, Trump signed an executive order that banned people from majority Muslim countries such as Syria, Iran, Iraq, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen from entering the U.S. More than 700 travelers were detained, and as many as 60,000 visas were revoked. His executive order was quite literally titled, Protecting the Nation from Foreign Terrorist Entry into the United States. Needless to say, it was a super racist policy motivated by racism. He doubled down on the policy by amending it a few months later, banning entry for all refugees who didn't have a visa or valid travel documents. On the first day of President Biden's presidency, he revoked these executive orders. But issues like this were at the front of people's minds around the time when the blimp was flying. During his presidency, Trump also showed a lack of international cooperation by pulling out of the Paris Agreement, an international treaty to stop climate change. He also withdrew from the UN Human Rights Council. Meanwhile, on the US-Mexico border, tensions rose over whether or not Trump would live up to his racist campaign promise of building a wall. So much of anti-immigration rhetoric is based in prejudice. Even on the campaign trail, Trump referred to immigrants from Mexico as violent criminals, which simply isn't true. People immigrate to seek a better life, especially in times of political and social distress in their home countries. In Venezuela, for example, people have fled their homes due to war, violence, and lack of food or resources. To deny them asylum in the U.S. is cruel, especially when we are a nation created by immigrants. Still, in 2019, Trump demanded over $5 billion to build the wall as a part of a bill that dictated federal funding. The Republican-controlled Senate tried passing the bill with other parts of the federal budget intact, but not the wall, which would be dealt with later on. They were on a deadline to pass the budget through the Senate and the House, or else the government would shut down, since a budget wouldn't be decided upon yet. But Trump vetoed any bill that didn't have the $5 billion for the wall on it, causing the government to shut down for over a month. The shutdown cost the country about $11 billion. All in all, Trump's foreign policy was pretty scary, and the people who protested his visit in London knew it. It cost about $22,000 earned through crowdfunding to produce the blimp. That's a lot of money for a joke, but at least it's not the $11 billion lost in the shutdown, am I right? Now, let's talk about music. On this day in 1985, the historic Live Aid concerts took place in Philadelphia and London to raise money after Ethiopia was impacted by the worst famine to hit the country in a century. This occurred in the midst of the Ethiopian Civil War, and the famine left over one million Ethiopians dead. So some of the world's biggest musicians teamed up to raise money for relief. The idea for the show came from Boy George, the lead singer of Culture Club, and the lineup of these two concerts was pretty wild. The Beach Boys, Madonna, Paul McCartney, Tina Turner, Elton John, David Bowie, The Who, Queen, Eric Clapton, and Bob Dylan all performed. People even called it the Global Jukebox as a nickname, since the lineup was so star-studded. It's estimated that 72,000 people attended the show at Wembley Stadium in London, and 89,000 people went to the show at the now-demolished John F. Kennedy Stadium in Philadelphia. Countries like the Soviet Union, Canada, Japan, and Australia staged shows too, inspired by the efforts in the US and the UK. These two shows overlapped, despite the time difference, and it was widely broadcasted using satellites. So Mick Jagger and David Bowie had the idea to stage an intercontinental duet. Ultimately, it was just way too hard for them to get the timing right, but we do have to admire the ambition. Such ambitious plans would not emerge again until 2011 when Muse declared that they wanted to perform in space. So far, those ambitions have not come to fruition for them, but hey, maybe we'll see the first extraplanetary musical performance in our lifetime. It's estimated that the Live Aid concert raised around $127 million for African famine relief. Some think that the impact was even larger, as it brought humanitarian mutual aid into the forefront of political discussions. Through music, we are driven to ask valuable questions. When certain countries are struggling, do other countries around the world have the responsibility to help them? It may be naive, but I think yes, we do. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a July 13th in my life. On July 13th, 2020, I played Minecraft. I have found a really wonderful group of people and friends over the course of quarantine. No, these individuals are not Minecraft YouTubers, but they are friends that I have continued to be very close with throughout the course of the pandemic and onwards. And I just feel really thankful. I think in many ways, the pandemic was really difficult because I didn't know if I had any community or people that I would end up meeting over the course of what was going to be a very isolating time of many people's lives. But I actually think that I have forged and met some of the nicest and most wonderful friends that I will continue to have for the duration of my lifetime. Um, And so, I don't know. I think COVID has been really tough in many ways. And I just, I think it's been nice to look back on memories and photos from the course of this, you know, podcast and taking a look back on my own photo archive. But uh, yeah, I have a very fond memory of that July thirteenth of twenty twenty of just playing Minecraft with my friends really late in the evening, and um, it was a it was a very fun time. So, yeah, I don't know. I I think I, I just feel very thankful for the pros of a rather negative happening. I think for many people, so thankful, thankful for the little sparks of light in the darkness. Thanks for going back in time with me, and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.